followers of True North Nerds. It's Brent sitting with you. Um, I got to do an interview yesterday and it was with a pro wrestler so I'm very happy about this. <laughs> um, a couple of weeks ago I contacted the fine folks of, at, at uh, Ring of Honor and because they have a show coming up on May 9th in Toronto in, in conjunction with New Japan Pro Wrestling and part of our show is indulging in our nerddom in various things. You hear Kevin talk about theme parks and things of that nature, and Jen talking about Sailor Moon. Well, I, I really like wrestling, so I called Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor was uh, very nice and hooked me up with PCO. Um, PCO worked in the WWF and ECW and TNA under the name Pierre Carl Ouellette. I'm probably butchering that pronunciation, but my French is terrible. And a couple of years ago, uh, PCO resurrected his career with a gimmick change and just taking indie wrestling by storm. Um, he basically has a gimmick that's similar to Frankenstein. So as an older guy myself, I kind of wanted to, to know more about, you know, getting another act in when you're a bit older in a career where it's filled with young guys. And uh, I can't be more happy that PCO and I got to talk because he's very inspiring in a lot of ways. So even if you don't like wrestling, this might be worth giving a listen to. Um, for those of you who do like wrestling, uh, make sure to check out Ring of Honor when you get the chance. You can uh, find out how to, to buy tickets and where to watch the shows at RO. ROHwrestling.com. They're going to be doing a tour with New Japan coming up next week. So May 8th in Buffalo, May 9th in Toronto, May 11th in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and then May 12th in Chicago, where, where they're wrapping that tour up. Um, there, I go to these shows with my buddy Evan every year. They're always great. If you want to get tickets, and I would suggest doing so if they're still available, it, it, they're, they're really good. But in, anyways, we go to the interview with a man who, well, calling him a man might not be accurate because, as his promo state, he's not human, he's PCO. I guess uh, where I want to start is uh, going back a few years ago, uh, you kind of dropped off the map as far as wrestling went, and then... Suddenly, you were everywhere with this new character. Uh, how does it feel to be back at like a little bit older, a little bit wiser, but still uh, kicking ass? I guess. And having well, guess the, the crowds are like, I uh, watched uh, the, I rewatched your intro to Ring of Honor, and 
while uh, Brody King got a bit of a pop, it was like your name was being chanted ac across the entire crowd. It's got to feel kind of good at this point. Uh, it's been unbelievable. I mean, it's the... Uh, I mean, these uh, last few years are the greatest moments of my entire career. Uh, even though like, I was like... Uh, a three times uh, WWE tag champ. Uh, it's nothing compare to what I've been going through uh, in the last few years, 2017, 2018, 2019. Uh, and, it's, and, and the thing is that it keeps on building up show after show, week after week, Monday night after Monday night, uh, events after events. Uh, it's just building up like to uh, a crazy uh, atmosphere uh, that it's uh, uh, it's getting uh, where I always wanted to be, you know. So it's uh, it's pretty pretty fun, pretty unreal. I I, I can imagine, and and. Um, this may be kind of an odd question in some ways, but I, I'm a little bit of an older guy myself, and I'm still sort of chasing my dreams. Does it feel kind of good to be inspiring to, to some of us of the older generation to a certain extent? Because I see you, and you're you're still doing moonsaults and diving out of the ring, and I'm like, well, he's a couple years older than I am. <laughs> the, 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 the least I can do is still try to, like you know, follow my dreams a little bit more and hopefully get to them at that point. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it inspires all kinds of, uh, generation, the older generation, the younger generation as well, because sometimes, uh, if it takes them like, uh, you know, uh, if they have setbacks or they're going through adversity, uh, you know, hopefully it can be an example for them. Like, uh, how uh, somehow you can achieve goals, you know, uh, that are really uh, stamped in your heart, you know, like not goals like that don't mean that don't mean nothing to you, but goals that own life achievement, you know, almost uh, it's uh, those goals are are important because it's not just about that, uh, you know, thinking or saying, yeah, I could. Uh, uh, I, I've done this and the other guys uh, haven't done it or, you know, I've, I've, I've reached this level, but other people haven't reached that level. But it, for me, it's not about the ego. It's about growing as a person because personally on my life, I had to do things that I never thought I would do in order to be able to get that momentum going for myself. I mean, I, I had to change uh, the way I was looking at life and the way that I'm living my life in order to have success in, in my career. So it made me grow. And each and every time that the goal is getting closer, I got to surpass myself and I got to grow as a human being. And uh, that's, the, that's the thing that is uh, the most important for me. It's being able to grow. And uh, it's not about, not about ego, not about, it's about reaching a goal that in order to reach that goal, you have to be, to become the best that you can be. And it's only, uh, it's only the reason why I'm, 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 uh, aiming for that, the goal that, uh, 
and I'm still there and doing it. That's the only reason. It's just to grow one as a person. It's so so fun. I mean, it's so rewarding. It's, uh, and and then on the way of doing that, like you said, if it can inspire others and if it can also um, motivate other people, I think uh, it's something that becomes bigger than just something for myself. So uh, when you you kind of re-debuted with this new character, how much of the, uh, I guess for lack of a better term, Canadian Frankenstein was in your head before you started doing it? Or has it been uh, an evolving process, like with the videos with Destro? Has it, have you been sort of just coming up with ideas as you go, or has a lot of it been in your head for a while? No, no. It was one of those deals where uh, as, as, a, as I was growing... Things were happen- things were happening to myself. It's like uh, uh, first, you know, uh, I wanted to. Destro had envisioned to to be with him for a long time. Uh, like ten years ago, I went to him and uh, he didn't want to didn't want to do anything or didn't want to have anything to do with me or <laughs> for for whatever reason, you know. And when I saw him, uh, it was uh, October two thousand seventeen. Uh, he was coming out of the gym and I was telling him about uh, that I would like him to train me. Uh, and then he said yes. And then I knew that uh, I was going to accomplish something pretty special in, in the wrestling business. So I knew like he was a, probably a, the best coach in the world, best trainer in the world. So I started to just work out with him in the morning uh, in his garage. Uh, which, by the way, there's no heat there during the winter time, so it's Oof. pretty cold. So probably thought that after two weeks I was gonna quit and let everything go by, but I'm still here. So and it's been like almost two years. So it's um, so that that's how it, it came about, and then uh, eventually, like he was like filming me because I was already on the on the go in 2017. I was already uh, doing like some wrestling shows on the indie scenes. And one day he said, "There's something missing in your promos, you know." And and you know he's a specialist of uh, feats of strength and things like that. So he says, "Well, I'm going to show you. Well, we've been working on your uh, grips and on your ends for a long time." And he said, "I'm going to show you like how to uh, tear a, a deck of cards in half." And I think if you do that, you know, I went into the the Walter match for some the 34 weekend. Uh, I think that will uh, caught the attention of the crowd. So we started with the deck of cards and then rolled the fry pan and did a few things. And then eventually when I did the fry pan, I was like uh, locked in chaps, you know, doing abs. Mm-hmm. While he was hitting me in the chest with the fry pan to uh, train me for chops, for Walter's chops. And then when I got out of those chaps, he was behind me. He saw me walking you walk just like Frankenstein. That's you are Frankenstein. He said you are Frankenstein. And then I heard the name before, but I didn't really know much about the movie. So I said, you know, to myself, I always I was looking for something that was part of myself, part of my identity, part part of my uh, who I am as a person. Walking like him is already like a good point, you know, like you had the same same way of walking, so it's already like a good resemblance. So I said, uh, I went with it, and then we started uh, doing other videos, and then without knowing it, we were doing scenes of the movies without even knowing it. <laughs> and then after after a while, when 
Well, that fits me like a, like a glove. So I, I went with it and then started to do things and then people started to compare myself with Frankenstein and start to mention it and things like that. That's the way it glued all together. You know, it was like it just popped out of uh, of uh, the road that I was on, you know, like meeting Deathstroke and having a character that is part of myself, my identity, my personality. And then after that, I mean, it's it's not hard to be a character that it's yourself, you know. So uh, it's just uh, just me on a larger scale, basically. That's what it is. That's who I am. That's what I do. That's that's me in real life, basically. You know, I, I'm always like uh, very uh, do things the hard way, uh, do things extraordinary, like things that seems very simple for me, that are like pretty crazy for others. So it was already the way I am in my life. So it was just just putting that on a larger scale and putting that in front of cameras and on TVs and pay-per-views. And that's what it made the big, big thing going. Right? That's why it's so big, because it's really who I am. So I know you, you did a, a little bit of an altering of your style with, with this new character as well. Was it the, the character that invo- informed what you were going to change and what you did in the ring or was it was it kind of the reverse or a little bit of both a little bit of both uh i remember like i was doing like uh crazy bumps before i remember one time i was working for impact and uh it was around 2004 or 5 or maybe 2001 uh and i did a big a big uh Swanton kind ball from the top rope, and I missed uh, I missed my opponent on the cement floor. And people were saying, "Why? You know, what's the reason? Why?" It didn't make sense. But being not human makes all the sense in the world now. You know, it's like um, I remember one time I took uh, when we won the our uh, tag team titles in uh, Las Vegas. Nevada, uh, the Briscoes backdropped me on the edge of the apron, and then Jim Ross made a comment saying, "Why? Because it, it seems to be so dangerous." And it was—I don't know how many comments were uh, under that that post. The Jim Ross post, just like PCO's not human because he's not human because he's not human. <laughs> so it made all the sense in the world, you know. So now it's like. If I do something pretty crazy, uh, it, it totally makes sense because I'm not human. So, you know, it's, it kind of circled the whole story uh, around myself. It's like before I would take risks, but it wouldn't make sense. Now taking risks is like even like part of part of it. You know, the, the crowd expects that almost. So it's like... Uh, it's fantastic, you know. It works out perfectly for me, and 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 the rest. It's uh, maybe a little bit of the, an exaggeration of uh, of you know the of my real walking, but it's very near of it. So <laughs> so everything kind of makes sense. So I'm very very happy with this. It's just really who I am. So it couldn't be a better character for myself. So, uh, turning our attention back to, to Ring of Honor, uh, you debuted basically right away with uh, Villain Enterprises. Was that the, the plan right off the get-go, or it was... Yeah, when, uh, when I was negotiating for, for my contract, uh, 
uh, I wanted to know, you know, where they wanted to to go with me uh, as far as what was the plan of the company for myself. And the villain enterprise was already uh, there, you know. They 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 asked me what I thought about about it, and um, I worked with Marty Scroll in 2008 in England. Uh, yeah, it was pretty new to the business, him and Nick Aldis, and uh, uh, I got along good with them. And even though my year there for All Star Wrestling in England like seems to be uh, wasted in a way that I never thought that something would come out of that because now we're like, we were in 2017, 2018 and being able to be part of Marty's faction uh, was, uh, felt like, well, uh, nothing is really wasted in life. <laughs> That's how, how, when I looked at it and, and now it's like, I, uh, there's a lot of, uh, and, you know, people are mentioning my name for the NW title as well. Nick Aldis and things like that. So, uh, but my focus is really on ROH. That's the company that I signed my contract with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy to be part of the uh, Villain Enterprises. This is the, the guy that I respect so much, Bodie King, as well, for the talent that he's got and, and uh, the agility and the uh, yes savageness that he, he can deploy in the ring as well and uh, he's got all kind of attributes and, and qualities to to be with us with me and Marty and that's why it's, we're so successful as an enterprises but also we can also go separate ways and go for single matches sometimes and aim for you know different goals and have like goals as a, a faction and have goals and individual goals as well and uh, so my focus is really on that pavement but I'll, as well on the uh, NWA tag titles with Brody King during Crockett Cup next week but uh, of course the date Toronto May 9th stands out in my head hmm. big time I'm, yeah. I'm definitely going to be at that show by the way and when I saw that that match was lined up I'm like oh that's interesting and really cool at the same time because I wasn't quite expecting it so fast. But um, it's, uh, have you worked with Matt Taven before or is this going to be your first time in the Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, the way that happened is like we had a six-man tag. Well, we did a lot of six-man tag. We got the, the six-man tag titles against Kingdom. Yeah. And so every time that we worked Kingdom, Taven was there for sure. So uh, I've worked him probably like three or four times already. And the way that it all came about is like in Columbus, Ohio, like a week and a half ago about, uh, it was uh, Kingdom versus uh, Villain Enterprises. We were defending the, the six-man tag titles and it was the one who pinned Matt Taven at the end and his belt was like laying on the ring and I just, I don't know, just intuition, you know, I picked up the belt and I lifted it up in the air and the roof went off the building. Mm. And then uh, later on during that morning, uh, after the show, the late hours, the wee hours of the, the morning, they uh, shot an interview uh, saying that I was going to be uh, the contender for the Matt Taven's title in Toronto for the world title. So, uh, I found out just the next day when I got home 
I didn't even know about it. Oh, well, I'm very looking forward to that match. Um, to uh, to kind of end things off a little bit here, you're you're an interesting case because you have seen the the rise and fall and rise again of wrestling in North America. You've seen the highs and lows a couple times throughout your career. And I was wondering, uh, what would you say for the, the guys coming up is one of the, the best tools that they could use to their advantage that you didn't have access to when you were starting out? It's hard to say because uh, I think what I've been doing lately is uh, I've been like uh, really uh, focusing on that image, the end result that what I want to achieve. And it just seems that when I get up, you know, I just follow my intuition, uh, just follow my sixth sense, basically just trying to listen to, to you know, what my feelings are and, 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 and trying to also get to, uh, to be really, like, uh, in sync with my mind and, uh, uh, and trying to get the, the clear message of what, you know, what comes out from my heart or from my mind and and just trying to follow those signs. Uh, uh, I mean, like, uh, it could be easy to say, yeah, use Twitter, use uh, the social medias and things like that, but it's a way, for me, it worked out, but there's, like, and again, there's now everybody, there are 10 billion, 10 billion people on planet Earth now, and every, every one of them has probably a Twitter account or a, a Facebook account. So to be able to to go and to uh, come out of so many accounts and to have like uh, to pop out out of this, uh, you know, uh, it's as it's as uh, same task as uh, being on TV for back then. You know, you only could do it like almost from uh, the indie circuit or the wrestling promotion itself, and you had to. Uh, be creative and then come out with something and that would like uh, get the attention of the uh, executives or the, the production team or the producers and then they would go ahead and, and shoot things with you and then sometimes vignettes and it would pop out and I think it's the same thing on the you know it's, it's, it's the same recipe as it was before it's just now that we have more ways to access to it, you know. So it was the for me, social media is a big part of my success. Uh, it, it is a way, but then again, you you have to press the good buttons. And uh, uh, before I was able to do that, uh, I failed a lot. I had a lot of failures. I've tried a lot of things and. I wasn't on the right path, and uh, and I was just trying to find out why did that didn't work, and try to change things about myself. That uh, I think the worst thing that you can do is, is blame others, blame a TV station, or blame partners, or blame uh, uh, the office or executives for 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 you to fail, you know, like blame others. I think the first step for me in order to be successful, I have to look at myself in the mirror and take full responsibility for all the failures. And from there, work on myself and try to do it the right way and uh, use those as uh, 
as uh, an example of something that I shouldn't do and try to work on something else and try to find another way, try to think and think and think and to find the right recipe. Well, on that very positive note, uh, I'm going to let you go. Um, I look forward to seeing you on uh, May 9th in Toronto, hopefully kicking the crap out of Matt Taven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to see you as well, but looking forward to to lift that title up my, uh, in my hands, uh, up in the air, and have the, the crowd come on blue, because like the, the, the few times that I've worked in Toronto, I did a few shows for The Man Lucha, smash wrestling and oh man it was awesome i mean the reaction of the crowd has been uh, unbelievable all the time so this time i'm expecting something pretty big with ring of honor and the the states you know of the match and everything that's at stake so that's going to be awesome and i'm really looking forward to to see uh, to see you and to see uh, all the wrestling fans from me uh, from toronto and that was it for my interview with PCO. He's a very kind uh, gentleman. <laughs> we, as you may have heard, we had a, a little bit of phone difficulty in there, and uh, but uh, it all worked out quite well, I think. So again, uh, thank you to the kind folks at Ring of Honor Wrestling. You can find them at rohwrestling.com, and their upcoming uh, War of the Worlds tour with New Japan Wrestling. Uh, starts May 8th in Buffalo, uh, falls up May 9th in Toronto, May 11th in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and May 12th in Chicago. So if you have an interest in wrestling and uh, can pick up tickets, I highly suggest it. I'll be at the Toronto show. Um, look for me. I'll be the one going insane during PCO's match with Matt Taven. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look for me there um, if you happen to go. Um, thank you again to, uh, for you listeners for listening. Thanks to Ring of Honor for uh, hooking this up. And we will see you next week with yet another interview because I got to do two today. Uh, next week, I get to sit down and talk to uh, the one and only Jimmy Palmiotti. And we're talking comics and movies and his latest Kickstarter. So stay tuned for that and as well as our endgame uh, review. Until then, uh, have yourself a good day.